What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Totally Biased Podcast, Episode 6. On today's podcast, I have Mitch Davis on, my hockey guru, as we discuss the Stanley Cup playoffs leading up to this point, as well as giving a Stanley Cup prediction and some in-depth analysis for the upcoming Stanley Cup final. And you won't want to miss my Tuca Rask rant. All coming up. Enjoy. All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Totally Biased Podcast, Episode 6. I have Mitch Davis with me here again, uh, my hockey guru, talking more about the Stanley Cup playoffs. Uh, for any of you that follow, you know the Stanley Cup final is finally here. Uh, and for us hockey fans, uh, it couldn't be a better time. Uh, so, Mitch, last time we spoke, we had some pretty bold predictions that uh, unfortunately didn't go our way. Uh, so let's just go ahead and review those real quick. Uh, why don't you go first and kind of, uh, you know, go through your predictions and kind of what happened with that? Yeah, nothing I've predicted has really gone well. Um, you know, obviously I'm a lightning fan. Uh, I got, you know, my heart ripped out in the first round. Uh, then, uh, last time I, made the prediction of a, a Leafs Islanders final uh, and you know, the, uh, the Bruins put an end to the Leafs and uh, the, the Canes gave the, uh, the Islanders the broom there in the second round. So uh, no luck there for me. And then uh, over in the West, I had a Jets and Sharks, a nice West side story uh, final and uh, only got one of those. So not a, you know, one for four, not the best. Yeah, I so I had I had I got one for four as well. So in my East final, I had uh, the Caps and the Bruins, uh, and the Caps um, were upset by the Canes in seven. Uh, in the what was that second round? Yeah, the, second. The, no, that was first round. Oh, it was. It was Caps and Canes. Oh, that's right. That's right. Because we did this podcast before that series was over. And then, um, so the Bruins, obviously, that's the one pick that I had right. And then on the West side, I had, I think, the Knights and the Jets. And the Knights, yeah, because the Knights lost in seven to the Sharks uh, in the first round. Uh, And then the Jets lost to the Blues in the first round. Yeah, in six. And then now, you know, the Blues are in the cup final. so, you know, as a Bruins fan, obviously, this, you know, even though I was wrong, this is the best outcome that I could have hoped for. Uh, you know, we had already discussed Tampa Bay, and they were the one team that I was scared about. And, you know, I think, Mitch, I told you this too, you know, as soon as the Lightning were out, it was the Bruins' East to lose. Um, and, yeah. you know, Washington, you know, for those first five or yeah, four or five games, looked like the Caps of old, uh, and then you know, the Canes just decided to, uh, turn it up, but, um, you know, Washington was going to be, um, you know, the, the, the second hardest team. And, you know, I don't, you know, I don't like to, you know, say, Oh, you know, that's Bruins and Canes in the, in the, in the third round, it's going to be a five game, six game series. You know, I thought it was going to be five or six games. They had the, they had the most layoff. Um, they were really hot. They, they didn't even really blink, and they 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 swept yeah. the Islanders. 
So that was really impressive. Uh, and I thought for sure that I, it, it would be a better series. I had a lot of uh, expectations for the Islanders. And after the way the Canes steamrolled them going to the conference finals, I said, ooh, maybe the Bruins should be a little worried. Yeah. And then the the Canes got inside their own heads. Like you, Every post-game conference with Justin Williams was like, you know, just soundbite after soundbite of, of, you know, Marshand in his head. It was awful. Yeah, that was the Marshand Justin Williams back and forth was really interesting to me. And it, it actually turned into Tory Krug and Williams towards the end of the series. But mm-hmm. I, that, um, because Williams, this was his like hundredth and something playoff game. Yeah. He had been in seven or eight game sevens. Like he is he's, the guy he's you want. Mr. Game seven. Yeah, he 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 is the guy you want um, with the game on the line, the series on the line, and I don't know what happened. Yeah, he just had a mental breakdown and let um, Marshan and Crew get into his head for really no no reason, uh, and just taking stupid penalties and stuff like that. And you know, same thing when you play any juggernaut offense, whether it's the Sharks, the Pens, uh, the Lightning. You know, in this case, this year, the Bruins. If 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 you have a top five power play, and especially with that first line that the Bruins have, it's you you can't be taking four penalties a game. You just no. can't. And so um, over and over again, they just kept going at him, and he just kept biting. I, I really couldn't believe it. Uh, and I, I thought the Canes would give the Bruins a much better series. But now that I look at it, it was similar to how the Lightning went out in the fact that they didn't really make any adjustments. No, and never. you know it was the same. It was the same, and then in Game Three, you know maybe they sh- they should have pulled um, Morazic. Uh, you know maybe they shouldn't have. I know that uh, that um, uh, Rod Brindamore, you know, has stuck with his goalies all year. He's never taken one out. He's never placed them. At, at at that point, though, it was just pride. It's like give your team a boost, take them out. Give you know, give McElhinney yeah. a, a shot in, in the arm. Give uh, you know, light the fire. Especially after McElhinney bailed him out in the second round against the Islanders when Mrazek got injured. Seriously, McElhinney played really well uh, in uh, it was like games three and four, I think. Uh, he gave him every chance in the world, and they uh, and you know they closed out that series. And I couldn't believe that they just hung Mrazek out there to dry. Uh, for all four games like that yeah and at the at the same time you know game three let me double check yeah it was uh oh no it was game two that I'm thinking of it was game two when it was six nothing and then the Bruins gave up like Rask misplayed one and then there was another stupid bounce or something where they got two goals at the end of that at the end of game two and I was like you know what maybe that did work you know you you see as a goalie, as Mrazek, you see two go in at the end of the period. You stop them in the last five minutes. You see two go in, and you're like, "All right, maybe, you know." And we're and now we're we're going back back home too. So now it's like, okay, you know what? Maybe this could be the kickstart of something. Um, you know, uh, they scored the last. I mean, because the Bruins scored ten straight at that point. They had scored ten yeah. straight goals, and there was nothing going Carolina's way. And then all of a sudden, they get two lucky bounces. And um, Mrazek kind of just, you know, ba- basically just survives until game three. So I was like, okay, you know, they 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 saw two. Maybe they'll they'll take one or get a lucky bounce and take two at home. And then in game three, 
you know, especially in hockey, um, if you're the away team, you have to weather the first 10 minutes. Yeah. Because they're down 2-0, in, in, in this case. They're down 2-0. Their fans are hot. They had a crazy fan base all season. They're, they were undefeated at home in the playoffs. Uh, they had a good home record in general. So you just had to weather the first 10 minutes. And the longer that it stayed 0-0 for the Bruins, the better. And so, um, you know, they were able to uh, weather that for almost the whole entire first period. And I think they actually got one at the, at the end of the first period in Game 3. Um, which was great. Uh, and then of course, you know, two to one and then four to nothing uh, in, in game four. So, um, you know, once you get to game three and it's three Oh, you know, there have been very few teams that have come back from three Oh to win four straight in any sport, whether it's basketball or, um, there's, baseball or, or hockey. So there's been four all time. Yeah. Three exactly. of them are in hockey. One is in baseball. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's like, you know, it's very, very rare. So once it's 3-0, it's like, okay, the Bruins are not losing four in a row. I mean, well, as as history shows, nobody loses four in a row except for those, you know, three teams in hockey. So you knew it, it was done at that point. And if you're the Hurricanes, it's like the your back's already been broken. So it's just like, you know, hopefully you, yeah. you come out and uh, one shift at a time. But, you know, um, and then this leads me to my next point. Tuka Rask single-handedly stole three or four games so far in, in, in the playoffs for the Bruins. Mm. He has been standing on his head night in and night out. Uh, and, you know, everyone, I have friends from back home texting me, you know, people out here are like, you know, who, who like don't know hockey. It's like, who is this guy? I've never even heard of him. Is he like Tuka Rask? What kind of name is that? You know, where is he from? Right. Like, you know, all this stuff. And then everybody. Living under a rock? Seriously. Tuka Rask is? Well, on the West Coast, nobody knows anything about hockey out here, especially in Oregon. Okay. Yeah, but fair. yeah, it's like, you know, but then my friends from back home are like, oh, we're the Tuca haters now and all this stuff. So uh, we'll be talking more about that later. But he single-handedly stole a couple of these games. Uh, and, you know, that's the big, my biggest concern right now is the 10-day layoff for him. Because, you know, when you're in yeah. a rhythm like that, you want to just keep playing and keep playing. I, I understand they did that tune-up which is great, but like, that's how people get hurt. You know, that's how bad habits kind of start. So hopefully um, their tune-up was all right. You know, Brad Marchand got nicked up in the tune-up, but apparently he'll be good for game one. So that's good. Um, so anyways, that was just kind of uh, the Bruins last couple series. Um, the Blues, you know, just as good as the Bruins have been doing, the Blues uh, have been just as good. Um, and they have a rookie goaltender which is, um, I, I wouldn't say completely rare, right? Like it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's rare that he's doing so well in the playoffs, but at the same time, there are, there have been a lot of teams that I mean, have had rookie goalies. I mean, go Matt far. Murray, just like in the last three years, <laughs> you know, yeah. he come, comes in in relief of Flurry, wins a cup and, you know, technically not even his rookie season. Cause yeah. he didn't play more than, you know, a hand, maybe, three or four games that year, yeah. the, uh, the 16 season there. Um, and then 17 season was actually his rookie year and he wins another cup. Right. Back to back. Yeah. So it's not, you know, it's definitely not unheard of. It's, no, it, it's insane, but it's happened yeah. twice. Yeah. And even, you know, and the even more insane thing with the blues is that they were in last place January 4th or something. Yeah. They were in last place January 4th. They fired their coach. 
they change the goaltender, and then boom, they just skyrocket. And so that's what makes the Stanley Cup final so interesting too, is that you have really cool storylines on both sides. Uh, and so, um, but yeah, the Blues, they fired their coach, you know, January 3rd or 4th or something like that. And they were dead last. Uh, and they just had a crazy run. A crazy run. Uh, and so, you know, they they made the playoffs too on like, what, one of the last days or it was the last week? Yeah, it's like that. That I mean, the whole Central Division was just yeah, like locked. Not, a, I don't think a single team in the Central ended up with over a hundred points because it was like Nashville, Dallas, St. Louis, and Winnipeg. Yep, were all up there. I mean, it was really Nashville, St. Louis, and um, and Winnipeg were the the top three in the Central, and they were all within like two point one point even of each other. So yep. Yeah, and so uh, the Blues they've gone through, they've gone through the Jets, uh, and that was a uh, six game series. Six game. Yeah, which I thought the Jets would put up a, a better fight than that, to be honest. I but did, I did too. But um, wow, one, two, three, four, five, five of the six games all decided by one goal. That In the Jet series. Yep. Yeah. All of them were just de- decided. All but one were de- decided by one goal, and the only game that wasn't de- decided by one goal, the Jets won. So, um, you know, you could say the Blues, you know, squeaked by, or you know, they just had um, had uh, crunch time, you know. Um, and then in the second round, they beat Dallas in seven. That was actually a really good series. Uh, that was a very good series, and I am very. I was very impressed with that series for uh for Bennington most of all to because let's be honest in the conference final Martin Jones was like his own worst enemy he I think it was in game five he just he legitimately just played a puck onto yep, I think it was like right. Timo Meyer. he yep. just like played it right onto his stick yep and gave him the empty net so um but the way Bishop had been playing for Dallas uh for Bennington to to outduel Bishop that way, and Bishop is a Vesna finalist this mm-hmm. year again. Mm-hmm. Um, that was that series was more impressive uh, to me for uh, for Bennington. Yeah, it's it's funny you mentioned Martin Jones because you know um, because the Bruins have been off for a while. I I got to watch the last few games of the Western Final just to kind of see who who we're getting and. Um, the one thing, so I, I was more scared of the Sharks than I was the Blues. However, the one thing that didn't scare me was Martin Jones. And <laughs> yeah, so, oh, no. And so, yeah, I was like, oh, my God, Martin Jones has been so bad. If the Sharks win, you know, that is that is the one thing that wouldn't scare me would be would, would be Martin Jones. Um, but, I mean, seeing how the Blues played in, in the last few games, you know, um, it's going to be a really, really, really good series coming up here. Uh, so the Blues, yep, they beat the Stars in um, seven games. Um, did you want to add something else? Yeah, just see. You're saying you were more scared of the sharks. I was in the final. My dad said the exact same thing to me. He he said I would rather play the Blues, but would you really rather play the same? The St. Louis Blues are almost a mirror image. I know of the Bruins. I know, and for me. I would if I were the if I were a Bruins fan, I would have rather played the Sharks 
with Martin Jones and a banged up Eric Carlson and a banged up Joe Pavelski and, you know, however many other injuries are hiding on that roster, Joe Thornton aging. Like, I, I think the Bruins could have swept the Sharks in a cup final. Yeah. You know what? I, you know, yes. And I think most of my reasoning behind that was my selfishness because I didn't want Joe to get a ring. <laughs> I, you know, as I know that, um, it's I, been so long. I don't care. I don't care. I'm still bitter about that stupid trade. And, you know, obviously hindsight, but I get, you know, I get it at, during, at the time. But, um, no, I didn't want those storylines. I didn't want Jumbo Joe coming back to Boston all hyped up, blah, blah, his 45 aging ass self marching his butt into TD Garden just to fire everybody up. You know, there's no way. No, I didn't want that. However, um, you know, Everybody's got gut injuries this time of year, though, you know, and it's like, um, I don't know. It's just the it's yeah. the it's the the lesser of two evils. Um, you know, I haven't heard really much about the Blues, and so maybe they are, you know, completely healthy. I don't know, but you know, the Bruins are dinged up, the Sharks are dinged up. Um, I don't know about the Canes, but um, but yeah, it's just it's just this time of year. Um, but the Blues, you know, they after game one. Um, in the Western Conference Final, when it was six three, I was like, "Oh Jesus, this is gonna, this is going to be a five game series," because um, the the, the Sharks just came out flying. But it just yeah. it just took it took what f- three and a half four periods for the Blues really to get going, and just in, including that first game, it you know it took them three and a half, and then they came out in game two, came out two two nothing uh, in the first ten minutes or whatever, and boom, they were done. So um, it just took them a little bit to get going. Um, but yeah, you know, I guess my my hope with the Blues now is just um, I hope uh, the rookie the rookie vibes just hit Bennington. I've, but I don't know. I don't know if that's gonna happen. He it's, looked he looked pretty damn good. So well, you get it's like flip a coin. Is Bennington gonna succumb to the pressure or is Tuca? Yeah, I mean somebody's got to go. Ten ten day layoff for Rask. Is he gonna? You know, come out of the groove. Although, uh, I was reading a stat earlier on uh, Rask's performance so far. Uh, so, f- his five on five save percentage is a 946. And uh, his expected uh, five on five save percentage is a 930. So, he's only performing like oh you know oh one six above what his average should be okay and he's you know he's it's not like he's playing out of his mind he's playing like slightly better than he should be well he's playing slightly so better like than he should he, be go ahead go ahead it, it, uh, i'm just saying if he really turned it on it'd be terrifying for uh for the blues 960 970 yeah well the thing is about Tuca, the you know, is uh, he's playing. I think I think it's just so astonishing to people because he's playing above what his expectations are. Of, like I'm, I'm just saying, fans. I'm not saying, like, oh, yeah, st- you yeah, know, yeah. St- statistically what he should be doing. It's strictly the fans. Uh, it's strictly the fans. But I think this is actually a good turning point into my uh, Tuca Rask rant. Here in a few minutes. So let's uh, <laughs> let's uh, let's take a quick break, and then when we come back, 
we'll do uh, I'll I'll do my Tuka Rask rant. We'll um, compare goalies, and then we'll give our final cup predictions and uh, a little bit more analysis about the cup final. We'll we'll be right back. All right, and we are back. So um, at the end of that first segment, we were transitioning into some Tuka time talk, as I like to call it. Um, So, you know, being a Bruins fan and, of course, you know, Mitch, you living in New England, you know, as as much as you follow the the Lightning, you probably hear the same or even more about the Bruins. Uh, And, you know, obviously, you know, almost all of my friends are Bruins fans, besides a few, you being one of them, and, you know, vice versa, I'm sure for you, although your wife is a Wings fan, so that must be nice yeah. to kind of just, uh, although they had what, they had 20-something years of playoffs, and now they suck, so that's cool. <laughs> it is it is very nice whenever she tries to trash talk. Yeah. But, I mean, they haven't beaten us in a regular season game, the the Wings, that is, and uh, I think we're like three straight years oh of my sweeping them in the regular season or something oh, like Caitlin, that. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm not so to mention sorry. that we knocked them out of the playoffs twice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just not not ideal. Yeah. Uh, so the last, let's, let's see, I know in 2011 uh, people were calling for Tuka to get traded, especially when Tim Thomas went on that crazy run. They were like, we, don't, we, we have Tim Thomas, we don't need Tuka. 2017, uh, Bleacher Report did an article about the value of Tuka Rask. Uh, fans were calling for it. Uh, and I think at the end of 2016 and then in the beginning of 2017, um, you know, fans were calling for Tuka. And so, you know, I can see the reasoning behind that. He he did have some bad playoff games and some shaky regular season play. However, Mitch, in any sport, and you and you give somebody a lifetime contract or a six or seven year. Well, in the in the NHL, like a six is like a, a long year, a, a long deal. But like in general, when you give somebody a lot of money or you commit to to somebody, what is the expected goal of that player to kind not not to like get your team somewhere, but like what's the expected goal of that one contract? Uh. I would say if you're if you're signing, um, you know, like a first line or like a you know, uh, a first line forward mm-hmm. or a top pairing defenseman, your starting goalie. Mm-hmm. To me, the expectation is just contribute an appropriate amount. Okay. Um, no, I, I, I would agree. I, I don't. Yeah, I would agree, and so. Especially like I like to compare things to the NFL because there are the, I mean, the NFL is the biggest sport on the planet and well, number two in the planet, I guess, if you want to call soccer, you know, a sport in in the US, but uh, the NFL, right? People, teams sign these crazy deals for these free agents for the chance at a Super Bowl, just the chance, just get me to the dance and that contract makes it worth it. Now. Being in New England, we're super spoiled with the Patriots because it seems like we go every freaking year. And it's uh, like as yeah. soon as you give as soon as you give a big contract to somebody, you expect multiple Super Bowls. But no, the teams that have never won a cup, the teams that have never won a Super Bowl, the teams that have never won um, the NBA Finals, have never won the M- the uh, World Series, 
they expect one ring. One. Or not even a ring, just the chance at one ring. Those contracts make it worth it for a chance at one ring. So I think the New England fans, specifically the Bruins fans, I think we have just been so spoiled the last 15 to 20 years now that we expect to have success every single year. Every single yeah, it's year. An, it's annoying to, to live here as not a New England sports fan for the most part. Yep. I, 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 my dad was a Giants fan, so I, I don't really follow the NFL a ton, but I like to keep track of the Giants. I really liked it when they beat the Patriots in two Super Bowls. Yeah. Um, you know, I follow the Red Sox, but I'm not a huge baseball fan. You know, I could care less about the NBA, so I don't follow right. the Celtics. Right. Um, so I'm pretty, like, impartial to – not impartial, but I, I view New England sports from a distance for the most part. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, it's pretty – the opinions are – almost insufferable it's like why isn't it you know why isn't uh you know this person carrying us uh, you know yeah what's the, it's, yeah and you know it's what every year you know what and it, it's it's been such a perfect storm with management and drafting and straight up luck like straight up luck you know um and so, you know, I think if someone has a bad five games in the playoffs, if someone has a bad, you know, 60 games or 40 games in the regular season, it's like all of a sudden it's like, nope, off with the head. And so, oh, yeah. and so, you know, in 2011, don't get me wrong, Tim Thomas had one of the best postseasons of, of all time. He was simply amazing. Um, obviously, hindsight, nobody knew what was going to happen in, in the years after with his uh, severe decline in retirement. However, you know, Tuka Ross was 24. Um, Tim Thomas was clearly the number one. He, I mean, in, uh, in 2011, Tuka Rask went 22 and 11 and had a goals against of 205. Like wow. he, he, he definitely helped the Bruins get to the playoffs. Now, obviously we know what happened in the playoffs, but he had a, he had a really good season in, uh, in, uh, 2011. Oh, I'm sorry. He, he played in 22. He was 11 okay. and eight. He was eleven and eight. Sorry, yeah. Okay. He uh, he Still, he he played uh, in twenty two. Five is really good. Yeah, he 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 played in twenty two. He was eleven eight and three, uh, nine twenty nine and two oh five. Like as a backup goalie, that's really all what you can ask for right there. I mean, yep. especially with that save percentage and goals against that eleven wins is actually kind of unlucky. He should be in the in the fifteen range. So um, in two thousand eleven. You know, we go on that crazy run. Everyone's like, yo, he's tw- he's 24. Let's get a King's Ransom for him. Maybe we can get a couple draft picks with it. Boom, and, re- and restart. Then he, he comes in, uh, is uh, the backup again to Tim Thomas for half the season, I believe, in, t- in 2012. Uh, he did start 34 games that year. And then 2013 on, he's been the perennial starter. So um, I'm going to give you some stats in a second, so I, I won't ruin that now. However, 2016, 2017, Bleacher Report came out with an article and fans were outraged with Tuka Rask. Outraged. And so in 2016 or 2015, 2016 season, he started uh, 62 games. He went 31 and 22. Okay. Goals against average was 256. Two, so uh, not the best. Definitely could have been worse. 
but w- wasn't awful. Nope. That year, they missed the playoffs. Yeah. 15, mm-hmm. 16, missed the playoffs. And that was like the biggest thing. That was the biggest thing for people. You know, he won 31 games. However, couldn't get over the hump. 2007, uh, 2016, 2017, when um, that article came out about Tuka being traded and it kind of started the, the uh, firestorm, he started 63, had 37 wins, and had a 2-2 goals against. Okay? So, yeah. I, I, again, like, that, that's, like, what else do you want from your number one? Now, the average, I would say, what, the top five goalies nowadays win between 42 and 45 or so? Would you say that's yeah. fair? Okay, yeah. so he so it, so during that year he was definitely thirty-seven uh, second tier. Yeah, th- uh, thirty-seven win season is still really good though. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, still really good. However, uh, in the playoffs, uh, got bounced in the, in the in the in the first round. Played played six games, got bounced in the first round. Because did they get bounced by that year? Oh God, two thousand sixteen, two thousand seventeen. Uh. Was that um I don't know. Sixteen seventeen. I don't know who that was. I don't either, because I mean it obviously wouldn't have been the Leafs. Oh wait, was that the Caps? Maybe? I think it was the Caps. Yeah, they, I think it, uh, I think I think, I think it was the Caps. Team. It, you know what? It was the Caps. Because Montreal wanted Boston in the, in the in the second round because Montreal had beaten Boston like eight straight games, yeah. And so Montreal wanted the wanted Boston so bad, and then they they, they ended up playing the Caps. Um, yeah, sixteen. Trying to remember. Yeah, because 16, that was 17. the year that was the year that Montreal beat the Caps, but then got swept by the Flyers, right? Or sixteen, no? seventeen? No, that was that mm-hmm. was a few years ago, or a, a, few, a few years prior to that. Uh, man, I can't remember. I get the fifteen and sixteen. Uh, fifteen, sixteen. Oh, you know what? 16, you know what? That, I think sixteen, seventeen. Was that a Penguins year? Yes. So that okay. So that must have been the 15, Caps, Pens, then in the Eastern Conference four, Final. Fourteen, fifteen was Blackhawks. Fifteen, sixteen was Pens. Sixteen, seventeen, uh, was Pens. Okay, yeah. So it it must have been a, um. Okay, so yeah, it 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 had to have been Washington then, had to have been. Okay. Yeah, because Montreal didn't beat us, or, or you know, like I'm trying to think of like our division, because uh, oh no, I guess the old rules were in place. Anyways, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we got so we got beat in the in the first round that year. So mm-hmm. Tuca had the thirty one the thirty seven win season, and then um, uh, went two and you know went two and four in the in the in the playoffs nine nine twenty two. Two point two in the in the in the playoffs. Um, following year, 2017-2018, win season. Worse save percentage, but by point one, so not terrible. How, and how many games did he start? He started fifty three. Okay. Started fifty three, one thirty four, uh, nine seventeen, and then two point three was his, were his goals against. Not great, but not awful. And then in the playoffs, obviously, one we uh, we beat, uh, beat Toronto and, in seven, and then uh, we ran into a buzzsaw in the Leafs last year. So I mean, in the 
to the Lightning. So uh, those are good times. Oh yeah, those are those are the better times for you exactly. So yep. you know, you know what? It's actually kind of funny because after game one, I was like, "Let's go! All right, all right." Game one, up one now, but uh, lost four four straight. So that's how that goes. I, I was at Bissell after game one of that series, and I was wearing my Lightning hat, and uh, I had these guys behind me in line. And uh, for those that don't know. Bissell is a, a brewery here in Portland. And uh, so I was waiting in line to uh, to get a drink. And these guys behind me were just like, oh, Lightning fan, huh? Yeah, <laughs> great, great, great game today. And I was like, no, nah, it's okay. We'll just win in five now. And they l- just like laughed in my face. And I went – you know, went on with my day, and then, you know, like a week and a half later, I yep. was the one laughing. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> and you won in five. So uh, there it was. Um, and Tuca's worst playoff year was actually last year. Um, yep. 903, 288 uh, goals against, so definitely subpar. Now, like I said, you know, in my, in my opinion – you know, we signed Tuka Rask to a seven-year extension a few years ago with the solely fact that we he gives us one cup or the, the chance at, at one cup. So, granted, he's got seven years to prove that. However, people take small sample sizes and run with it. So, you know, his regular season stats have not been bad. I just r- ran back a, a few of them. They have not been bad. And... Up until this year, his playoff numbers were pretty average. Were pretty average, you know? And so, you know, he's been in the playoffs six years. Six years, and there's been one year where he's played less than six games in the playoffs. So that's that's only one round once, you know? And so he's been he's been pretty consistent as far as the playoffs are concerned. And so, you know, um, this year, obviously, is the severe outlier. And, you know, people have interviewed him, and they've asked him questions, and they've, you know, seen him play, and they're like, dude, they're like, what? Like, what is going on? You haven't played this good in your in your whole career. Is that true? Absolutely. He he has not had a three-week stretch like this ever that I can remember. Now, granted, he's been in the league 12 years, so, you know, I'm sure he has at some point. Yeah. I just don't – I just don't recall it. However – now that I'm 28 and I've seen every single game this year and every single playoff game, like I have never seen Tuka Rask this good. Never seen it. And all he, all he's been saying is, I'm just seeing the puck more. I'm seeing the puck more. I've adjusted, um, you know, being tall, being small, left and right, kind of, um, you know, co- you know, communicating with defense, with my defensemen, stuff like that. And it, so, you know, he really hasn't, uh, he really hasn't had that like aha moment in, in, in his mind, he's just kind of seeing the puck better and done, you know, tweaked a couple different things as far as positioning are concerned to kind of help him. Um, however, in my opinion, especially in hockey, the goalie is as good as whoever's in front of him as well. And so, you know, um, as far as possession is concerned and defense is concerned, you know, um, and I, I think Chara, you know, he's what, 42, 43 now he, you know, yes. being the leader of the team and being, you know, in the, in the, in the, in the backfield, if you will, for so long, you know, um, you know, really helps that young core that we have now of, uh, Carlo and Krug and McAvoy 
kind of really um, come into their own. And I think that does help Tuca as well. And, you know, um, with Krejci and uh, Bergeron being, you know, two of the top 15, you know, defensive forwards in the NHL helps as well. But, um, you know, as, as well as Tuca is doing, you know, I think that also kind of, um, you know, kind of brings out the best in the rest of the team just to kind of, you know, show how good everyone's doing as a whole and kind of like the chemistry and kind of just the, the, um, the gelling of the team, I guess you could say, or kind of like the camaraderie. But what do you think about that? Uh, I mean, I don't think Tory Krug is that young anymore when you're talking about the, the core to the Bruins defense. Krug is 28. Yeah. I, I mean, he's, he's on the last, he's going into the last year of his current contract. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, he's, uh, he's, and I'll, I'll talk about Tory Krug a little bit in a minute. Uh, cause I have some thoughts on him, Oh boy! but, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, I, I think the Bruins have definitely done, they've all, they're always a very disciplined team. Mm-hmm. Um, and they play Bruce Cassidy system really well. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, and I think that they've done a very good job clearing, clearing pucks and keeping people out from in front and. On top of that, I mean, Carolina like couldn't buy a goal. They had, how many Seriously. empty nets did they miss? Yeah, and and post that, you that know? they hit. Yeah. Um, and when we talk about you know when we talk about uh you know the actual final matchup, St. Louis made San Jose pay any defensive mistake, any cough up. They they did not miss, and. Uh, and I think that the the Bruins don't make a lot of mistakes on defense. Um, at least they haven't so far. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I I definitely agree with you. I think that they're they're uh, in the swing here, and I think Rask is a big part of that. Yeah. Uh, so, all right. So, get switching gears a little bit. Well, staying on the goalie on the on the goalie train here. Yeah. Wait, give me uh, your mystery numbers here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. Uh, I would write these down. You got something to write with real quick? Uh, yeah, let me pull up. All right, so here. both goalies have played 12 years. Okay. All right, goalie A has started. Oh, man, I got to make, make columns here. All right. Okay, goalie A. Goalie yep. A uh, in 12 years has uh, 612 starts. Okay. He is uh, – he has 321 wins. He has a career uh, 918 regular season save percentage and a 2.47 goals against average career. Okay. Uh, this goalie, A, uh, same goalie, his playoff numbers mm-hmm. uh, 57 starts. 25 wins. Okay. And then he is at a 9-14 and a 2-5-3 goals against. That's goalie A. What was his goals against? Uh, 2 two, two, 5 3 2 5 3 Okay. Goalie B. And does it, uh, I'll ask you after goalie, yeah. uh, goalie B. Yep. Okay. Goalie B. Uh, 12 years as well. Has made 
474 starts, has won 265, and his career save percentage and goals against is 921 and 2.2, 2.28. His playoff numbers, he's started 82 games, won 47, and has a 928, 2.17 goals against. Okay. Have uh, I think I already know who this is. Okay. Have either of these goalies won a cup? Yes. One. Oh, uh, okay. Goalie, goalie of, B. Goalie B has won a cup. Yep. Uh, is goalie B still currently in the league? Yes. Uh, I don't know who both, it is anymore. Both, both are currently in the league. Both are currently in the league. A and B are currently in the league. Yeah. Hmm. But one of them has a cup. Yep. That that threw me off. I Does he have multiple cups? No. Uh, okay. See, first I thought it was going to be Lundqvist. Okay. Then you said he won a cup. Yep. Uh, so Then I then I thought Quick or Crawford. Yep, okay. Um or Flurry, but Flurry has more than one. More cup. than one, yep. Uh, Luongo has no cup. Nope. Bobrovsky has no cup. Nope. It's. Uh, I don't think it would. No, because it's not Jimmy Howard. He's been in the league longer than 12 years. Yep. Uh. Goalie A. <laughs> Goal, goalie A is Carey Price. Really? Goalie A is Carey Price. Goalie B? Tuka Rask. Oh, Rask has a cup because he was on he was yes. on the bench for the yes. eleven team. Okay. Yes. Huh. Carey Price is goalie A. Tuka Rask is goalie B. Everybody at least in, in, in my in my passing, everyone thinks Carey Price is a, a tier above Tuka Rask. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And he's these, much more highly regarded. Correct. I, I think it's probably because <clears throat> Carey Price has won Olympic gold. Yes. Yeah. No, I, I I totally agree. However, these numbers say otherwise. Now, granted, Carey Price has uh, well. Tuca has one Vesna. How many does Price have? A couple, I think. Yeah. I so you know he's got he's got better overall individual seasons. However, you know Tuca has been in what almost double the amount of playoff games. Um, he's got a better win percentage in the regular season. Yeah. Uh, now, granted, you know Carey Price has played in almost two hundred more games, right? So. You know his his goals against and save percentage might be a little skewed, but the fact that Tuka Rass's career is nine twenty one two point two is really good, mm-hmm. and yeah. he's got Tuka's got forty seven playoff wins. And granted, you know his his one point eight goals against in this year's playoffs is the outlier, but 
In 2012, his goals against was 1.8. And two, in 2013, his goals against was 1.9 in the playoffs. So he's he's had good playoff numbers. So his career playoff numbers at 928 and 2.1 are also really good. So, um, you know, and I, I, I have a lot of Montreal fans, and they're, and they're, they're always like, ah, don't, don't, don't worry about it. Carey Price is years next year. Carey Price is years next year. Carey Price is years next year. And um, one of my good friends at work, he uh, – actually, I think you know him, George. He's been at the parties before oh, and yeah, stuff like that. George, yeah. yeah. He's the, the big Canadians fan. Exactly, yeah. He, yeah. he straight up told me, he was like, Tuka Rask will never win a cup. And I was like, all right. I was like, I was like, you know what? Like, that's 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 fair. I mean, you know, and this was in 20, I think he said this in 2016, 2017. So yeah, I mean, we got ousted, you know, in the in the in the first round, and he was like, oh no, like he'll never win a cup. And so another year goes by, another year of the Bruins make the playoffs and the Canadians don't. Uh so and that means Carey Price is another year older. So um, and same same with Rask. I mean, Rask is 31 now, so it's you know, it's not like he's getting any younger, but um, you know, Tuka Rask and Carey Price have said to be on different tiers, and yet here is the stat comparison, and it's clearly uh, a lot closer than it looks. Even in in some cases, I I even think Rask is a tad bit better now, or just you know career numbers wise. Um, so, and that you know, so that's just kind of an interesting you know stat um, series of, of of stats. So goalie A was uh, Carey Price, and goalie B was Tuka Rask. Kind of interesting. And uh, Price has only Price has only been to the conference finals once. Um, right? He has. When was the last time Montreal made it to the conference final? Like 2012 or 14 or something? 14, 14, 15. Yeah. Yep. Because they, yep. they, they made it back to back years. Yeah. 13, 14, and 14, 15. Yeah. Um, no, four, 14. 15 because he well i guess he's they no i yeah i guess it could be no it was just the uh it was just the second round yeah just second round yep 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 um so yeah it was so then so that means it was just um one year they've been with him right yeah so he's yeah he's never made it to the cup final and rask has been to the cup final once as a backup yep and once as the starter uh, and now well, second, well, I was gonna now say, twice. Yeah. Yep, now twice. So. Yeah. So um, just interesting stats um, to think about um, because – And both front offices are a total mess. So <laughs> – Seriously. <laughs> uh, and, they're both, and they're both 31. Yeah. Um, all right. So uh, now cup predictions real quick. We got about three and a half minutes left, so we'll, we'll make it quick. So go ahead. Give me your – give me your uh, – First look at the cup final and then a prediction at the end. Okay, first thing I want to say is uh, you're talking about uh, Tuka Rask haters. Mm -hmm. What was with people wanting to trade Tory Krug? I've heard it the last, like, I heard it all last offseason and then I heard it going up to the trade deadline this year. Trade Tory Krug. For what reason? Yeah. I know you got. You know, you're he's you have four left-handed defensemen on your roster. It's you know Chara, John Moore, Krug, and uh, Grizzlick. Grizzlick, yep. No one in that list, except maybe Chara, would slot above Krug. Nope. What on earth 
do you need to move Krug for? <laughs> <sighs> anyway, my even my dad was like, they should trade Krug. No, that's the it's the silliest thing I've ever heard. Um, anyways, if the cup final does not begin with a face-off between Ryan O'Reilly and Patrice Bergeron, I'll be extremely upset. They're the two best mm-hmm. face-off men in the league, um, and I very much look forward to a lot of strategic face-offs uh, between the two of them. Uh, I think that, like I said, the the Blues really made the Sharks pay uh, for coughing up the puck on the boards and you know not being able to get clean, uh, clean exits uh, out of their zone. The Bruins will really need to play discipline to avoid that. Tarasenko is hot right now. Mm-hmm. He put up like eight points in that conference final. Yep. Um, he's playing hot. Bennington's playing hot. Their defense is playing really well. Their fourth line center has eight points in the playoffs. Um, in uh, Oscar Sundquist, he's you know he's playing really well. So they're getting lots of depth contributions uh, everywhere. Uh, they're and I had it pulled up here. Next, no, next tab maybe. <laughs> next tab maybe. Um, my um, oh, there it is. Um, their power play in the last series, if I can change this calendar to show me just the conference final. All right. Thank hey, you. let's let's uh, let's take a quick break. Hold that thought, yes. and then uh, right. we'll come back for the last five minutes. All right, and we're back for our Stanley Cup prediction. So, Mitch, keep uh, keep going on your rant about the Blues. Go ahead. Okay. So, uh, my uh, I was going to say something about their power play percentage, but it's not great. Uh, even in the conference final, I was uh, I was mistaken. I misread a stat earlier. Um, but their their penalty kill uh, in the conference final, they went eleven for thirteen against the Sharks, uh, and obviously the Bruins' power play has been red hot they're mm-hmm. like was it 34 percent 34 yeah something um which is insane so uh i think uh you know the blue the bruins play uh a, you know discipline game they don't give a, a a ton of power play opportunities anyways um so i think most of these games will be decided by one goal you know if you disregard empty netters um, I think a lot of these will be really close, uh, low scoring games. I don't think you're going to see a lot of, you know, five to threes and sit, you know, you're not going to see like a six to two or anything like that. I think this is going to be a low scoring affair in a goalie duel, uh, between Rask and Biddington. And I would again, hope to see a lot of O'Reilly Bergeron matchups. Those, uh, those first lines, mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I, I think blues and seven is my blues and seven is my prediction. I think the, the blues have been a, a really good road team. Um, their, uh, their road power play has been bad, but they have a, a winning record on the road, uh, through the playoffs so far. Okay. Yeah, no, I agree with, 
uh, with mostly all of that except for the very last part. But um, <laughs> but uh, I mean, this is a totally biased podcast after all. Uh, so uh, yeah, so no, I I totally agree. Um, it's going to come down to um, um, you know, in in the NFL, it's called field percentage or field. Um, uh, field position. And in, and in this case, you know, ice position, if you will, as far as face-offs, you know, how, how often, um, and how strategic, you know, these guys can be in their own end and in their attacking zones. Um, you know, um, you know, O'Reilly and Bergeron, they're, they're both Selkie finalists, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's going to be a great series between those two. Yeah. And, you know, to just kind of elaborate on that point a little bit, if they really, if they really don't, if the, if the series doesn't start with those two at center ice, I will be shocked as well. Um, I mean, you know, there's the potential to have the up and down play if they're on separate, just because of how good they are um, with draws um, as far as, yeah. you know, possessions concerned. But I don't think that'll be the case, especially with the home ice. That the Bruins I'm actually, have. I'm, I'm looking at the Blues stat line right now, and Jaden Schwartz is their leading scorer, yeah. and he is actually also their best face-off man. Wow, okay. And 60%. Holy Ber- crap. Well, Bergeron's 59.3. Oh, it's not okay. like a huge... I thought he was lower than that. Okay, yeah, not not massive. But, yeah, but Schwartz is... What, what line uh, center is he? Is he even a center? Uh, yeah, he is. Right? I don't know. I would need to find what their actual because that could like. be that could end up being a big storyline if he ends up um, going against a bunch of our second and third centers. Um, yeah, because that could be sure. a that could be a, a tide changer for sure. Um, so the the biggest things for me are definitely the goalies, and um, you know, obviously we know about Rask. Bennington um, has you know hasn't been short of brilliant either, so he's been really good as well. Uh, and so it's just going to be, you know, is, is this hot streak done now with this 10 days off for Rask? Um, and you know, hopefully that's not the case. Um, so for me, it's, it's definitely going to be the goalies, you know, if, if Rask can steal one or two again, um, and whether it's a post or a missed open net or something, you know, but as we've seen in the last couple of series, the, the blues don't really miss on their, on their open chances. So, um, you know, those are going to have to be limited for sure. Uh, and then. To me, the other big thing are the the uh, first lines. You know, not not only um, are Bergeron and O'Reilly going to be going at it all series. However, you know, Marsh Marshawn and, and Pasternak really turned it on in the last two games of the last series. Uh, yeah. And combined, combined, they have they have I think fifty something points. Bergeron, Marshawn, and Pasternak. Um, yeah, that sounds right. Eighteen, sixteen. So that's thirty four, and then Bergeron's what 15 so yeah 49 or 50 it's right around there i think um so you know and and yeah and you're right their their biggest thing was their power play you know overall 34% their away power play is 41.7% um their power play on the road is just lethal um and so you know um the blues overall penalty kill um is only at 78% it's, yeah it's um, not great it's not great but they have turned it up the last couple games so um you know that may be that may be the this deciding factor. Both teams take the same amount of penalties, six and six, roughly a game, six and change for both teams. You know, shots per game really similar, shots against really similar. Um, you know, faceoff percentage it's a matter of uh, four and a half percent. It's not big at all. Um, 
you know, hits are right up there. Um, you know, Blues block more shots, um, but but also give the puck away more. You know, they've they've given the puck away more. You know, thirty more times than the Bruins have this playoffs. Um, granted, that's only a, a matter of a series, really, or a, you know, a series or two. So, a, a, again, yeah. it, it that's a that's a mar- I, that's a I marginal mean, stat. Playoff stats are such a small sample yeah. size. Yeah. Too, it's because it's such a different breed of game from the regular season. Too that when you can only look at fifteen or you know, I mean, at most uh, by this point, you have twenty-one games to look yeah. at. Exactly. That's still not a huge, you know, in one series of, you know, with one adjustment to your play style can, uh, can change the entire, uh, face of, uh, of the team. Yeah. Uh, and I do want to just step back for a moment. I was entirely wrong, uh, on face-off stats. Jaden Schwartz is playing left wing. So that's 60%, but he may have taken like five oh, face-offs in one three. Yeah. Uh, Braden, Braden Shen is the number one uh, center. He's at 49%. Ryan O'Reilly is second-line center uh, for them. Gotcha. It looks like the line, the line combo is Schwartz, Shen, Tarasenko, and then I think this rookie, Sammy Blay, uh, Ryan O'Reilly, David Perron is okay. the, uh, the second line. Yeah, that'll be interesting. I wonder what um... – I wonder what uh, uh, what the Bruins are going to do first, because that that first line I think could destroy our second line. So I don't, I don't know how that how that's going to work. But anyway, anyways, so we'll see. Um, but possessions identical, fifty one point one, fifty one point two percent. So both um, you know have the majority of the puck um, a majority of the time. You know um, records are almost ident- identical as far as leads. Um, the interesting, the most in- interesting. Um, Stat with this is uh, what are the records with a two period lead? The Bruins are eleven and zero this postseason with a two period lead, and the Blues are eight eight and one. Um, so you know both teams when they have a two period lead uh, shut things down. Um, yeah. So that'll be interesting to see. Um, you know when scoring first, Bruins are eleven and two, Blues are ten and three. So very, very similar. So um, you know like we were saying in the beginning, you know these these teams are very 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 similar almost mirror images. Um, I think in, in terms of the play style, maybe not the stats. Yeah, but yeah, for sure. Play style. A lot of yep. physicality and depth. Yep. Uh, and, you know, discipline play uh, are kind of the identities of, uh, of both teams. Yeah. Uh, and so my prediction is going to be Bruins in seven for sure. Um, you know, if it's any shorter than that, the that's, that's all just gravy. Um, Boston hasn't had a title since February, so we're due. Um, and so, uh, I hate it so much. <laughs> so hopefully, hopefully the Bruins will bring one back, and uh, we'll go from there. But uh, Mitch, thank you very much for coming on. Uh, good yeah. luck with the uh, with the men's league team. Hopefully, I'll see you guys in August. Yeah, man. And uh, one more note. Yeah. The most important stat which we overlooked is that uh, Jordan Bennington has one point, and Rask has zero. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, you know what? That, I'll get in Bruce Cassidy's ear and let him know. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that. Uh, that definitely is the tipping point for the Blues. They have a goalie that can score. They have a goalie that can get on the sheet. Uh, he's on the score sheet. He's on the score sheet, and uh, and we're good to go. But uh, all right, well, thanks for the uh, thanks to the Epi, and uh, I'm sure we'll talk soon. Yeah. All right, we'll see you guys.